Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast, and I have with me once again, Charlie Schrem and Anthony DiOrio. And unlike last time, I didn't give their bios nearly the depth that uh, they deserve, so I'm going to ask them individually now. Charlie, can you tell us a bit about your background and what you're working on right now? Absolutely. Thanks for having me today. Um, I got into Bitcoin around 2010, 2011, and uh, founded a hacky startup called BitInstant, which was so much fun for a few years. And uh, we did a lot of really great things, uh, like started the Bitcoin Foundation. Um, Now I'm the chief operating officer over at Jax, working with Anthony. Excellent. And Anthony DiOrio, can you give me some background on you know what you've done and what you're working on in the space right now? Sure. And thanks for having me on. I got in a little bit later than Charlie, 2012. I had my first uh, exit Bitcoin company about, about five months later. I used that in my early investments to bootstrap the Ethereum project, which I was a co-founder on. After that, continued building wallets. Uh, Jack's our main core product of Decentral, which is our, our overarching company, launched about a year ago, and we're now a, a basically a blockchain interface, uh, multi-platform, multi-coin blockchain interface for value movement. Okay, very good. And the topic I wanted to talk about today is last time in our interview, Charlie mentioned that he has a system for evaluating ICOs. So I wanted to talk about that, and I know Anthony um, and Charlie, you guys have been involved in you know, probably the biggest ICO of all time. So let's start off with that. Tell us about that. Let me give you some background on that. Uh, when I joined when I joined Decentral, Anthony wanted to really hit the ground running. So what we did was there's so much demand for hundreds of projects that want to be integrated into Jax. Jax is the the browser for blockchain in that we support every single project uh, that we possibly can and create a platform where all projects can succeed. Tokens, coins, different integrations. Instead of using four or five different apps on your iPhone or Android, you'll just need to use Jax. It'll be everything. Um, and if Anthony wants, we could talk about specifically more. I'm not sure what we want to release at this point. But the idea was, how do we know which projects integrate first, how we prioritize certain projects over the other ones. So the first thing Anthony and I did was we, we just did a, a data dump of everything in our head uh, and developed this metric system consisting of over 100 different metrics, where the actual token itself is only one aspect of the 
the whole metric system as a whole. We take into a lot of we take a lot of things into consideration when looking at a project. You know, you could look at not just you know the company website, basically things like do they even have the team pictures on their website, spelling, grammar. You know, what's their social media like? What's their marketing? You know, they have the token contract itself. What's, you know, going into depths of the economics of their token. Do they even need their token? Is their project viable? The pricing market cap aspect. There's so many different metrics that we use when, uh, when we're evaluating a different project. So for someone that doesn't have your background or resources, you know, someone that's thinking about investing in a given ICO, and we're not giving investment advice here, but how can a normal person that loves the space, is reading about it, how can they start to evaluate the ICOs? I think that the, the, the most important thing is, is you have to be educated and you have to start learning and take the time to uh, get to the, to meetups, get to events. Hopefully you have someone that you know that can provide some way that you can expedite your knowledge. You need to expedite your, your acumen about the space. And that's hard to do because, I mean, Charlie and I have been involved for, what, six years? something like that. And there's something that you just can't gain by jumping into it right now and trying to do these evaluations. So it's very tricky. And I just caution people to really know what you're getting into. Very difficult to make these to, to, to get rich quick. And that's what a lot of people we're seeing are trying to do here. They're trying to get into something and then they're hoping it's going to skyrocket in value and they don't really know much about it. And they're putting money in, they're telling their friends about it. So what I do is try to tell people, you know, I'll never t- tell people to invest in something. I can tell people what I've done in the past, but as soon as you start giving investment advice to people, you're really putting yourself up for, for failure and people coming back to you when something doesn't work out. So definitely suggest to get out to the meetups. Meetups are very powerful things that people don't really recognize. Meetups and events is where you can, on, on a regular basis, uh, get get in tune with the, with the community. You can ask people questions. You meet up with developers. You meet up with different people that are inter- excited about it. Then you can form teams. Then you got then you got a startup going. So be very, you know, you got to you got to you got to accelerate yourself. And it's all about gaining mm-hmm. knowledge. And I would recommend really don't jump into things you don't know really what's going on. Don't start taking out loans for stuff like this. Really, really be cautious. And over time, if you really are passionate about it, you're going to figure out a way to get into things and, and, and make money out of it uh, as we, we move into this whole new value era. How do you, um, let's say there's a couple of tokens you're interested in. What, in addition to a meetup for a given company, what are the channels they're using now to communicate? You know, I've heard Slack is becoming big, join our Slack. What are the channels you're seeing that are great places to get information and research a particular company? Again, a lot of these, a lot of these people, a lot of these Slacks and Telegram groups and all these different groups are really for, for people wanting to buy in. And a lot of people just want to buy into the projects in order to like double their money, triple their money. The lack of education is difficult. I would say that if you're seriously looking to invest in a project more than like a few thousand dollars, you know, of course, never invest more than you're willing to lose. What I try to do, like Anthony said, is go physically meet people that are represented of the project. So phys- physically meeting these people at different meetups or watching their speeches or going to listen to their speeches, asking questions in person is a lot more di- different. You can kind of look at someone and say to yourself, okay, these people actually can succeed. But you got to look at the people themselves. Who, who makes up the team? Do these people have past success? Are they new to the crypto space? Why do they actually need a token? Uh, all these different questions you have to ask yourself. And it's, it's, you know, do you actually need a blockchain is the question that I always try to, to ask myself to this, to these different projects. What's the point? You know, that gets really tricky too, because you get people that they don't, they don't understand why do you need a blockchain? And mm-hmm. I don't think as a whole, the community has done a very good job of providing the resources and providing the, the sites that provide information on the entire ecosystem. It, it's a lot of people just focus on getting money, getting rich. And it's very difficult to decipher and wade through all the noise and all the garbage that out there. And it's, 
I, you know what, we need to do better. And there's some other things that, that we're doing at JAX that's going to help provide better education. The rating system is one of those things, the scoring system that we're going to do to help classify projects into different tiers. And then the different tiers are going to be able to get support from us in different ways. And the higher up tier you are, the more value you're going to provide to JAX, the more we're going to help and assist that project. So there's other things of education that we're working as well as part of what we're calling the Decentral Project, which in which JAX is a, is a, is a part of. But education is, is, is really lacking in our space. Most people are going to go to Coindesk or they'll go to Bitcoin.com, but it doesn't really give a good overall view of the educational resources that are needed for people to uh, decipher this, this ecosystem. So there's a lot of work that the community has to do. And that's one of the other things that we're doing as JAX is, you know, in Decentrals, we, you know, we've got 110 events uh, in the past few years. And a lot of those education and it's filling people in on things that are going on. But we're going to do a better job in the future of even providing educational resources. People learn about the different projects, be able to evaluate these things, just like we're doing with the rating system. Yeah, tell me about your, your rating system. What elements is it going to include in it? So, like I was saying earlier, it, it's a lot of different metrics. Um, and it, we, we break them down into like categories and subcategories and then even more subcategories. So, the main categories look at things like the company and the team itself. Um, then we look at like the token or coin, like what is it? Uh, that's like it's specific to the actual token. And then we look at the project and the tech behind it. There are some like qualitative things that more of like our gut feeling. You know, Anthony and I have, have been around more than most people in the space. So com- our, our, uh, time and experience combined is like that of like, like an old, an old person, you know? So that gut feeling takes a lot of weight on the project. And, you know, we'll go out and we'll meet the people, have conversations with them. So all of that like non-quantitative uh, stuff is what will go in that category. And then we have another category where it's like, what's the application to this project for JAX? Because at the end of the day, we're going to be integrating this project with JAX. We want to make sure that the, you know, people will actually use it and it'll be something that's worth their development hours. Going to more specifics, yeah. going to more specifics. I mean, like I was saying earlier, you have, you have marketing, you have, what is the company? I mean, you look at a lot of these, you look at a lot of these sites, they have spelling wrong. If they're not aesthetically pleasing, they don't define the plan. They don't, they don't link to their white paper on the site itself. Like, come on, that's your bread and butter. You know, who is their team? Some really good, uh, like, yeah. And professionalism, I think is, is what that is. It's professionalism. It's making sure things are clearly defined. It's like, who's your target audience? Uh, one company that's done a really good job. I just realized recently and, and, you know, had the pleasure to, to be involved with is, is Civic. What a phenomenal job they did from start to finish of their ICO, just the way everything flowed, uh, how it worked. That's the first that I've seen something done so professionally. I was really, really impressed with the way that they did things. And that's where you can see more and more people doing is finding out how to, how to create the, reducing those friction for new people to get into those ICOs. And I really think Civic uh, recently just did a very good job with that. All right, so everyone has to start upping their game because the the bar is is getting higher. It sounds like you do, you do, but there's also a downside to that as too. Well, is that you start getting people that are going to do very, very good more on marketing, and they're going to be able to fool more and more people without having the real offering. So that's another thing to be cautious about. Is that yeah. the better these projects get, the more people are doing it, the better that people are going to master the marketing and being able to pull the wool over people's eyes potentially, and that just makes it more and more difficult for the average person to be able to wade through all of these different projects. And decide which one makes sense. And so that, so with that comes having to be even be more diligent as the processes get better, the marketing gets better. And it, it does make it sometimes difficult for the average person to really understand if it has value or not that particular project. Makes sense. Okay. 
Um, what about roadmap? You know, a, a company puts out a roadmap. The good ones seem That's to point, communicate yeah. quite a lot with with community and don't just you know go quiet for a month or three or four months at a time. Any comments on that? Yeah, we definitely, that's definitely one of our top metrics, but it's also like, how likely is it for a company to actually be able to complete their roadmap? So if you put out a roadmap and you're constantly not achieving your goals or being able to stand up to it, that's a red flag. But also like, if I put out a roadmap and say six six months from now, I'm going to overtake Ethereum. I'm like, come on, that's not really realistic. Yeah. And you've got, and you've also got execution to me is the most important element of any project. And that's what I look for the most. If you've got a number of developers you know, and they've got a grade, they've got an idea and they have, they, you know, they think they can carry it out. Well, my, my opinion is that the business side of things and the experience is more important than the developer side of things. And yes, you need developers on board, but you need execution of an entire project. And development is just one aspect of large projects. Uh, you've got the marketing, you have the UI, UX, you have the front end stuff. You have all these things that you need somebody that can manage and direct the entire project. So execution is huge. Uh, that's what I look for the most. Ideas are important as well, but sometimes even an idea that's not as good, if executed very well, can do much better than, than someone who has an idea but has no chance of executing it. And that's, to me, the, the biggest thing I look for. Really, it's gut feeling and chance of execution. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And then in terms of the team, what sticks out at you that tells you a team is good or a team is, needs more experienced people in it? Any specifics? Yeah. The, the, what have they done in the past is always the biggest thing for me. It's it's yeah. like I look at I look again and I I'm, I'm not during this back to civic for any particular reason but I look at someone like Vinny Lingham who's behind that approach and I go man if, if Vinny's doing something like that I I think it's going to be good I don't have to do much on my end diligence just because I've gotten to know him over the years I like what, the way he's been able to execute and that's what it is to me so I look to see who's on the team what have they done before uh, what's their history are and that's that's the most critical factor if i don't know the person well charlie and i are hopping on a call with the person and we're starting to get to know them we're seeing who else is on the team what have their accomplishments been that's that's what exactly. it is it's, it's what is their past history what chance they have execution if it's somebody that you've that i've never not necessarily not heard of but somebody who doesn't have a history of executing and they have this amazing idea that they've come up with i'd be like well how are you going to fill in the gaps that you potentially need who do you have on the marketing side who do you have on the community building side Another big element of execution and the whole project is community building. If you can build up that community, if you can rally your ambassadors behind that project, another very critical element. So if you're somebody new in the space and doesn't know about, you know, hasn't organized or gotten people together, doesn't know, don't really know how to understand completely different animal of the blockchain space is in terms of community, because it's, there's nothing like our space in terms of, of communities, in terms of different channels for, for media, different channels for forums and things. It's, you got rabbit beasts out there that'll tear you apart and that you don't really get that in other industries. So if you don't understand how that works, very difficult. So experience, uh, how long they've been in the space, are they going to be able to, call, to, to, to execute on, on their idea? Critical, critical element. Exactly. I see, I see a, um, a big lack of communication just in general from a lot of these companies. You know, you can't call them on the phone. You guys can, I guess, because you have stature in the industry, but they're not doing conferences you know, or phone calls, they're not, uh, they're barely communicating at all. Do That's you see flag. the same thing? And what do, what do people do? No, it's a red flag. I, I, I mean, you got well, it's, it's a red, it's a red flag potentially, but what, what else could it be? It could be a small team that's not funded and, and they're, then they, and they, they put out something that's getting extreme attention and they are overwhelmed. I mean, 
there's a lot of companies overwhelmed in the space right now. There's a lot of projects. We're overwhelmed at Jacks right now. Our growth and the 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 growth of the space and our growth here has overwhelmed us the last few weeks that have made us, you know, double up on our support and bring in, you know, double our teams. And but it, it means that we've also struggled a bit to get the, the 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 targets that we want for responses in our customer support, and that's been extended. So you don't know what these guys are facing, and it might not be that they don't want to be communicating necessarily. But maybe they're just overwhelmed and there's too much attention on it that they can't potentially do it. But maybe like Charlie said, also, it could be red flag. You really got to dig in and really find the root cause of these things before really, I think, identifying as, as one or the other. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Other factors that, again, I'm not talking about it in terms of, you know, I want to invest money. I don't want to invest money. But, you know, a lot of people are genuinely curious about the use cases that are coming out and the new companies bringing them. Any recommendations, you know, besides the platform you're going to be putting together on how they can get information and gather more info on, you know, particular tokens they're interested in. You know, what if there's a meetup, for instance, and it just really covers Bitcoin, but there's, you know, 8 million other tokens out there they're interested in. What do they do? How do they get info? It's tough, man. Charlie, you got any suggestions on that? It's it, listening to your podcast and other podcasts, of course, a lot of these projects will have their slacks and their subreddits and everything like that to get more information. But that's really, I mean, a lot of these p- companies and projects will actually do speaking tours. A lot of them do. So that's what you have to do. But there's definitely a void for good quality, unbiased information. I like um, Smith & Crown. Smith & Crown is a, is a really good ICO uh, analytic, analytic and research firm. But I personally, they, they commission these really great in-depth reports they spend a lot of time and money on. I think they're one of the best resources to get information about different projects. I think it's smithandcrown.com. Okay, Smith and Crown. Tell me more about uh, what you guys are putting together. You're putting, is it just going to be uh, in the JAX interface or is it going to be on Decentral? What is this ICO roundup going to look like and where will people be able to access it? You mean for the rating system? So that's a good yeah. question. I'm, 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 we're contemplating a, a newsletter that can go out. So this all stemmed also from, you know, I've been thinking about starting a fund. And when I look to do things, I don't, I, I, a fund would require usually holding people's money, and I don't like holding people's money. I mean, that's why we created wallets that don't hold people's money. You hold people's, you you hold them yourself. And now you can do on onboard exchanging inside of Jacks as well, where you can be an exchange now where you're holding on to your own keys and you can still trade. So we've kind of solved the problem with 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 exchanges holding on to people's money. So then the thing is, well, how, I want to do a fund because we have the knowledge in the space, and I think a lot of people could benefit from our knowledge on that that and, and we have, and it can help them make decisions. But A, I don't want to give people advice, and B, I don't want to hold people's money. And that's a little bit of a challenge when you're doing a fund. So we yeah. always try to say, okay, well, let's overcome that problem. Let's figure out how we can still get the benefits of doing something like a fund without the negative aspects of A, not holding on to people's money, and not giving people advice. So perhaps we, we, we do a rating system or something where we say, here's how we kind of think, this is, this is what we think, and this is what we're, we're matching up what we look for in these things. But again, this is... This is your decisions. You make that that choice. We're going to do it for Jax, and then we're going to try and present, perhaps publish that as here's our guide for Jax. Now, this is not for you to use, but you can you can see what we've done here, and perhaps you want to use that yourself. But that's your choice. Always make it very clear. People make their own choices. People got to be responsible. With us and Jax, you own the key. You're responsible for securing. You're responsible for securing your device. If you don't get your device hacked, something happens to you. We can't help you out with that. So personal responsibility, liberty, freedom is really something we're trying to, 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 to enable people to be in control of their whole lives. Own your own keys. Be your own bank. Eventually, Jacks, have your own identity. 
all these things that are going to have this paradigm shift down the road that enables people to not have to have a bank holding on to their money or the government holding their ID. You could be in control of your digital life. And that's what this technology provides. And that's what our mission is, is to enable people to take control of their life. And our software, our eventual hardware, our plan is all putting people down that path. And we're ahead of the curve and it's going to take some time. It's going to take knowledge, education. But that's where our ultimate game plan is, is to, to be able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm an individual. I control everything about my life. And that's how I want things. Because right now, if you think about the way it is, we use third parties that provide those trust layers for everything we do in every part of our life. And most they give data to everyone. Can, the whole yeah, world controls our data thing. and our money. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. We get nothing in return except for convenience. Yeah. Well, and surveillance and a whole host of other problems, but yeah. Everything is, is Everything is balanced. Yeah. The key is to not, we're not trying to replace things. We're not trying to replace, you know, the end, the Fed, all that BS. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not anarchic. Like it, there's, there's a difference here. We're, we're trying to create options for people. We're trying to create a great option that has amazing user experience and convenience that people are used to, but at the same time, provide the security and safety that they don't usually get. And by creating an option, then people will eventually, from their own voluntary will, will come over and use the better option. Well said, Charlie. All right. Well, we're getting close to wrapping, but I wanted to ask you about your decentral project. I don't quite understand it. And I want, you know, we talked a lot about Jax. I want to ask also about decentral.ca. Charlie, you joined it. Uh, you guys are, you know, are running it. Tell listeners a bit about it. I want to get them into it and excited. What's it going to be about? Sure. So Decentral is is our brand. It's a it's a global brand that we have that I created the name back in 2013, and I launched the, the physical, first physical Decentral in Toronto in 2014 on January 1st as you know the as Bitcoin Decentral it was called, and it was like, well, why Decentral? Well, because we're involved in decentralized technologies. And I was creating a hub, and I didn't want to call it Bitcoin Center, because like a center in a decentralized space doesn't make sense. So I kind of created the word decentral, and that became our brand. And that's where Ethereum came out of. Like that, that's where we, we got together. That's my, I started the first company, Ethereum Canada. I brought in the lawyers, the accountants to get out off the ground. That was a hub for co-working space. It was a hub for the meetups. It had the world's second Bitcoin ATM. So that's our brand. I consider it like a physical place. And that's Jax is, is a is a product of Decentral. So Decentral has had many brands. Decentral TV, CryptoKit was our initial wallet company came out of Decentral. So Decentral is our core brand, and we work with different decentralized technologies to create the software that helps to support an entire ecosystem. So we think there's a lot of a lot of black and white, and there's too much black and white in the space, and there should be a lot more gray areas. It's not about being an Ethereum person versus a Bitcoin person. And we see a lot of this polarization that goes on where if you're this, then you're not that mentality. And we say, why can't we support an entire ecosystem? Why can't we support and provide the tools that's going to enable Ethereum to grow, enable the Bitcoin to grow, enable Dash to grow? All these amazing technologies coming out that really need to plan together rather than, than fighting against each other to get this technology that puts people in control of their digital world. So the decentral's ultimate goal is to put people in control of their lives, to enable them the tools, the hardware, the software to control their lives. And JAX is one element of the Decentral project. The rest of it will be announced very soon. But we are considering ourselves the project to help other projects. We're considering ourselves the, the project that's here to support an entire ecosystem and provide the tools, the resources, just like the browser did for the Internet back in the day, which really unleashed the power of the Internet to the masses. We're creating the interface, the technology that's going to enable my dad and the masses to understand the power of being in control of their digital world 
owning their digital assets, owning the physical assets attached to blockchain. We're on a, a mission, basically. We're entering the age of value movement. We're entering the age of, age of value, and we're shifting from the information age to a much more powerful age of value. Right. Can you, can you just give listeners, I know it depends and the dates change, but a general one-year roadmap for Decentral. What can they possibly see? Definitely. We got the, we got the, the kickoff today. We've got a, a very intimate gathering for 40 people of our partners, of our new marketing teams, our team, to start documenting. We got our documentary crew in. We'll be documenting the whole Decentral project over the next year, two years. And so today's the kickoff where I'm going to be speaking for a couple hours uh, to uh, our close partners, to our team, introducing the team to everybody. And it'll be the first kickoff of us filming. And it's going to be a, a, a confidential meeting uh, until we make more announcements on this. But it's just to say that JAX is like a phase of this project. It's the initial, look what we've done, guys. We are the, the, the leading multi-token, multi-platform wallet. Our sales are increasing like 60% a month. Our one partnership has brought us $80 million in sales this month alone. So we're growing massively. We're supporting an entire ecosystem. And everything that we're going to be doing is to help help every project in the space to grow. And our roadmap, which I can really tell you right now, is I guess announcements coming up soon of what the project is. The orange paper launch. The orange paper is our simplified white paper, which explains to the masses what it is we're doing. So that's the next big step. And I don't really want to go too much into detail, but we've got three hardware devices that, that we have coming out. We've got the coin card system, which is a replacement for Bitcoin ATMs all around the world that's very scalable. And we'll put, the, put, put, tech, put uh, card coins in the hands of people all around the world in a much better way than what ATMs could possibly do. We've got our new space that we're launching. We've got an 8,000 square foot facility that's going to be a lot of gamification, a lot of leveling up for our users inside of JAX, leaderboards. Man, we've got we've got tons of stuff coming. We got block explorers. We've got we got we got a lot, and it's coming out. And I think we're going to be that project that really is the project for other projects that everybody can get behind. Whether you're a Bitcoin person, an Ethereum person, Monero person, Dash person, you're going to like us, and you do like us because we provide them with the tools that helps their ecosystem. Oh yeah. Last question: Any landmines or problems on the horizon in the U.S. globally that you think? They slow things down or derail cryptocurrencies and, and token adoption. I do, but I'll let Charlie go on this one first. I mean, I think we've seen in the past nine years that the government is, that, well, I'm just going to use, so, so the, the United States is not the only, you know, community, the only crypto community. There are a lot of other, you know, larger communities. Canada is a huge community, China, South America, Europe, as you guys know. But if we're just talking about the U.S., because a lot of other countries, kind of are taking the same attitude. We've noticed that the U.S. hasn't brought down like the hammer. You know what I mean? It's been more like cautious, wait and see, go after, as in my specific case, specific people, or just kind of like check on issues where people lost a lot of money. You know, if some guy launches an ICO and raises like $100 million and then runs away with everyone's money, you know, to some island somewhere, then the U.S., you know, the government's going to go after them. But the U.S. is taking like a very cautious, so I'm cautiously optimistic when it comes to that, because you could tell that with the new administration, there's a lot of Silicon Valley influence and the Silicon Valley influence is like, you know, break shit and see how it works. So it's not like coming down super hard. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm excited. But at the same time, you know, if you're doing something wrong, you're going to get caught, whether it's tomorrow, next year or in five years, you're going to get caught. 
So you, you, I hope you're not doing anything wrong. And I think ice shields, yeah, ice shields is a big thing. I, you know, I, there's they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. More people are, are finding out about putting more and more money, and it's gonna there's gonna be something that's gonna happen from that type of of uh, bubble blowing up. So that's one thing. What I wanted to say is that you also have people that are uh, that don't know any better and are listening to friends and getting into what I seriously consider the the Ponzi schemes. You've got these multi-level marketing things that are going on right now. They're going to cause a ton of havoc. And you're getting getting people to bring their friends in. They're putting money in. They're getting getting returns. And they're putting more money in. And then it blows okay. up. And you're losing your money. And people are looking for answers. And they're going to start looking at the Bitcoin people. Because, hey, look at these people that are doing well. You know, we're not involved in that. But these guys don't know any better. And they're going to start not distinguishing good projects from bad projects. So there's going to be a lot of fallout, I think, from this. So I really please caution people, do your research as much as possible. If you look something up, if you're getting into it, and you, you put a search at it, put it in Google, and the second thing is scam, and the third thing is scam, come on, use some common sense. You, there's no yeah, way please. to get rich quick. There's no ways to get rich quick. So please, please use caution. We don't want to see the industry tarnished because of these, these scams that are going on, these, these Ponzi schemes. So please do your research and please act with caution. All right. Very sensible advice. So last question, how can listeners learn more about what you're doing either through Decentral.ca's channels or through Jack's or, you know, how do they put their ear to what you're doing and find out more without having to just listen to a podcast? You know, how could they attend the meetup okay. of yours? What can they do? Sure. So believe it or not, we're kind of in stealth right now. We're in infrastructure stage where we're not in user growth. So we haven't been as responsive to you know, new news and things coming up, but that's all going to change once we announce the Decentral project. So for now, I think follow us, uh, following us on Twitter, jacks underscore IO, decentral.ca is our main site, jacks.io for more information about Jack. Uh, if you want to give, give jacks a, a whirl, we're on nine different platforms. Actually, we're just removing Firefox. So that brings us down to eight different platforms. Uh, give it a try. You know, that's, if you want, send a little bit of funds there. Give it, give it a try. If you're securing larger amounts, please, we encourage people to use hardware wallets. And you have to be in control of your devices. Put extra security if you've got a wallet on your device. Put that passcode, put that pin, put that fingerprint thing that secures your entire device. Because if someone gets access to your device and you haven't secured it properly, there's a very good chance they could get into your Jack's wallet, okay? Because we're a hot wallet. We're made to yeah. for portability. We're made for, for security. And we're made for ease of use. And there's better alternatives if you've got larger life-changing amounts like cold storage devices. And we always encourage people to use those. But there's trade-offs as well with using those that if you want more portability, ease of use, and you want to be able to pair between different devices, there's a trade-off. And Jack's, I think a lot of people agree, is, is a very good option for doing that. Okay, very good. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming. It's uh, your wealth of knowledge, and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast again. Thanks for having us again. Thanks for having us. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, 
to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 